Because we can just jump jump right into it. I don't think we have to say this. Welcome to the next installment of whatever the hell it is. No, no absolutely. Doing. Mm-hmm. Just jump right okay. into it. Because people go, uh, we love Stuart. Todd's all right, but Stuart's really cool. I'm Todd. I'm Stuart. And we're the FX guys. And we are doing this on Skype because as much as I like Todd and as much as I like sort of being in the States, I can't come over to Colorado every time we're going to do one of these. So we may get some weird little sort of digital sort of pauses and echoey things going on, but we'll try our best to see how it goes. That'll make it feel more real. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Okay, so Todd, you you, you have the honor of uh, uh, going through the first one we have, the first post we have and what it's all about yeah our first question is from Stuart webb who is known for his remarkable questions uh and he says what i'd like to know is what you both use to remove various prosthetic glues i used prosade to glue some bondo transfers i had made and tried telesis super solve to try and get them off it took ages would i have been better off using something else bondo is well known for its welding ability though oh yeah no you can they're designed to wear swimming. You can they'll stay on for days. Um, well, what do you think about that? You know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe if you'd used a different remover, um, it might not have been the remover at all. Yeah, you know, it's it's it remind me later on. I'll tell tell you about my horror story about something not coming off. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Well, first things first. So <clears throat> obviously there are loads of different adhesives, aren't there? There's loads of removers. Um, and I guess it can seem confusing, especially when you're starting out and um, there's all kinds of different names and ingredients and everything. And I guess people get overwhelmed with it. Um, one thing I do want to point out, and I'm glad you're on board with this is we're not going to be covering spirit gum. I hate a, spirit a... gum. <laughs> I, is that okay to say that I hate something? Yeah, there's some good ones and bad ones. I mean, I've used them for sticking hair on, we're laying hair on and stuff, but whatever spirit gum's done, I found Telesis has done better. So Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> to get spirit gum out of the way, almost everybody has some kind of allergic reaction to it, whether it's mild skin irritation to outright blisters. But the thing about it is when it's dry, it's rigid. It's it's not, not flexible like Prosade or, or Telesis. And if you start to perspire... It's just dissolved, and then your scene becomes about keeping a mustache on and not about the scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't think many actors enjoy wearing mustaches with that stuff because it's right under the nose, isn't it, and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we know it exists, and we know that people can get hold of it relatively easily, but um, we're not going to seriously uh, consider it as a, as a contender and in, a pinch, in this, in this know, case. It's, it's something to fall back on, but it wouldn't be my first choice. You know, uh, the, the glue things, although there are different kinds – uh, there are others, but I would say to generalize, there are basically two different kinds, aren't there? There's the water-based acrylic emulsion adhesives. Right, which would be so includes Prosade. Which is the, the sort of classic well-known one. Um, and they're very good for sticking latex, foam latex, gelatin, and silicon pieces. But only silicon pieces with cat plastic barriers, which we'll right. get into a bit. Uh, and then there's solvent adhesives as well, which are very, very good, very strong. Uh, they cost more, but they're amazing. Um, yeah, and if you're yeah. working with silicone that's not encapsulated, nothing sticks to silicone except other silicone. Exactly. That's why we make molds out of it, right? Because yeah. it's very good at releasing stuff. So, 
Um, it's almost insane, actually, that <laughs> prosthetics are made out of silicon when you think about it. Now, clues. Okay, so I've done a list on the uh, on the website. There's a, a, a list. Obviously, this isn't everyone. I'm going to get people emailing in saying, oh, you've missed out this and the other. So, you know, by all means, do email in with other suggestions. But uh, this is a kind of a, a, a good uh, comprehensive list of ones. So you've got Prosade and Prosade 2. Yeah, which both... I can't tell the difference between one or two. No, I think one's slightly runnier, I think. But... Uh, yeah, Prose basically. Uh, Telesis or Telesis? Telesis Beta Bond. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Aquafix from Mold Life, which is very nice. I haven't tried uh, that. That's, yeah, it's Mold Life's uh, sort of uh, acrylic glue. It's very, very good. Uh, Krylon Prosthetic Adhesive, which I haven't used, but I think it's similar kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Ben Nye. Have you used the Ben Nye? Oh, this, uh, you know, sorry, Dana Nye, but I think this stuff is totally useless. Okay. <laughs> There's one called. Um, uh, Pro Bond Adhesive, which is from Technovent, which is a company in Wales. Um, that stuff's very, very good. Yeah, I haven't tried yeah, that one a, either. <laughs> they haven't quite got the idea of, of, of getting snappy names that people can remember. Like um, snappy. So this, this one, yeah, exactly. This this one's G six oh nine, so you know, this rolls off the tongue. Oh yeah, good old G six oh nine. Yeah, we love it. Uh, and Graftobian, which I, again I haven't used. But, I, uh, I like the Graftobian stuff. I've made Bondo out of this for for transfers, which. I actually think when you when you thicken it, it gives you naturally a little bit softer piece than than Prosade does. Really, that's good. Um, from a cost standpoint, it's it's almost identical. <clears throat> but you know, it's a personal okay. preference. I think I recommend everybody try a little of everything if you can, mm-hmm. and see what work what what you like best. It's all about your workflow. So why don't you take us through the solvent-based adhesives, Todd? What do we, uh... All right. Well, there's um, pretty much the industry standard Telesis 5 and its near cousin Telesis 7, which I, th- I haven't used that. What's that? It's, I think it is, it's, it's a little thinner. Um, I think it bites a little, a little bit better. But, you know, for the most part, they're, they're pretty identical, uh, okay. though I'm sure Premier Products would say, no, these are the differences, but they're much more familiar with it. Mold Life has Snappy G, and Snappy G is great. Um, one of the things I noticed about it, one of the first time I ever used it, it didn't string when I was pu- taking the brush from a from a container that I'd put it in. I really like Snappy G. Yeah, and that's, the good thing about Snappy G, I don't know, maybe Telesis 7 is the same, but it doesn't dry instantly, so you don't end up with that kind of crusty, yeah, sticky yeah, top I, yeah, of the lid every time. And... I agree. Um, Krylon has a, a, a medical spirit gum, which is, mm-hmm. you know, Kind of their 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 solvent answer to it. I've got some of it. I I prefer Telesis. I agree. I mean, a couple of these glues they they tend to have like a brush in the lid, which almost always is never good enough. And also, it kind of goes against that whole cross contamination thing, which we try not to do by putting the brush back into the the bottle. So that's yeah. something to. Put out. But I think Krylon's very big over here in Europe because it's a Germany German company, so it's based. Well, in you Germany, guys so. have access to the Bluebird stuff, also. We do, and I have some, and it's it's okay. I've tried it out. Here. Yeah. I, you know, I've been hearing great things about Bluebird, and they, in fact, they've got a silicone adhesive that I haven't tried, but I would love to. So, removers, um, isopropyl mirror state, SuperSolve, and the SuperSolve gel, which I haven't used, but it seems like a really good oh, idea. Yeah, so around, it's- especially around the eyes, when you want to make sure you're not going to potentially have something runny get into somebody's, some orifice that it doesn't belong in. Plus, you can also you can smear it off. If you've got if you've gotten the piece off and you've just got residue left on the skin, you can take yeah, the yeah. gel and just kind of use it like a lotion and just let it sit there for for a few minutes, and then just everything comes right off. I bet it's really good for uh, packs as well because that's, that's yeah, you know, it's that's great. Absolutely, packs. 
you sometimes need a, a chisel and a blowtorch to get it off. You got um, the prosade remover. Now, is that a relatively new? No, it's I mean, out, I know it's not that new. It's but been out it was, for a while and it works pretty well. Um, I remember people saying about, oh, how come the prosade haven't got a remover? I think it came quite a bit after prosade. Yeah, but it, it's I've had some for a while. I've I've used it. I don't have a lot of it, so I don't use it regularly. Um, it's it's not as easy to find. You know, prosade you can pick up. At, at most suppliers, but the remover, I haven't, I don't recall seeing that sitting on the shelves when I've been in a brick and mortar place looking for stuff. Now, Mavidon is a remover, um, which I haven't used for a long time. I remember reading about it, I think first in the makeup artist magazine and someone, uh, let me try some out and it's very, very good. It's very good. It sounds like it's a little bit like, um, premier products. PPI makes a, a, a Telesis makeup remover that uh-huh. is not just great for getting makeup off, but will also do adhesives nicely too. Yeah, we got the the Ben Nye remover off, which is pure isopropyl myristate. That's all it is. Okay. And the Ben Nye bond off, which I think which is like probably that. my go-to remover. It works really well with uh, prosade transfers. And the Kralin medical adhesive remover. ProClean, which is big over here in England, we, we seem to have that because that's made by Sherman Labs, and that's that's a good a good remover yeah. as well. It's in a pink stuff in a bottle. And the Mold Life Life Wipes, which are very handy. They're good for removing, but I tell you what I really like about them is you can always give a sachet to your actor as well. So if they're done for the day and then they find something later behind their ear or something, they've got something with them that isn't going to leak. They can just kind of, you know, wipe away, which is quite yeah, handy. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. And I suppose in a in a pinch, you can always use ninety nine percent IPA mm-hmm. as a remover for just about everything. You know, most of these things are alcohol soluble in some way. I've I've used it to loosen bondo transfers before, but you just got to be careful because if you use too much, you're going to turn it to mush, and <laughs> instead of helping yourself, you just might make your cleanup a lot messier. <laughs> You know, when I was at school, I did this thing for a party. I made myself up as Freddy Krueger, which basically was direct applied latex over my whole face and head. And I used alcohol to get it off. (laughs) (laughs) I rubbed alcohol to my face to get this thing off, Uh, not realizing I could have just peeled it off with some makeup remover. But then the next day, my face was almost as red as it was when it was wearing the makeup. Oh, I've I've had the the experience of trying to remove a silicone encapsulated piece with uh, super baldies using alcohol. That was a, that was a mistake because <laughs> it, it basically dissolves the encap the super baldies, which gets into your pores. And then you're trying to get this stuff off of your skin. Okay. That, that was a mistake I made once. Uh, so, right. Good point for let's, let's, let's break it down into basic, um, those are the kinds of the, the many different kinds, but like I say, there's basically two types of glue. So, what would you reckon the good points for a water-based acrylic adhesives? What's the good things about them? It when the good thing about the the water-based ones like Prosade or the Graftobian Pro adhesive, they go on white, but they dry completely clear and transparent, so it's it's easy to tell when it's ready to use. Mm-hmm. They stay sticky and it stays flexible, and they're relatively inexpensive. And you say the bad points? You reckon? Well. Perspiration can be a problem. It will, especially if you've got a silicone encapsulated piece that you've glued down with it. Perspiration, if you haven't used a barrier layer, perspiration is going to dissolve that glue and it's going <laughs> to have these nice, nice white milky pus pools underneath it that are going to yeah, start leaking out and the piece is going to come <laughs> loose. And then it's a sticky mess. Okay. And, you know, unless you're doing an encapsulated piece, you can't use it with silicone because nothing sticks to silicone except silicone. And good points for solvent-based adhesives, then. The silicone really adhesive. strong stuff. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we did a production of Bat Boy, the musical, several years ago, and I had made uh, brush up latex ears for, for the actor playing Bat Boy, and we glued them onto his head using Telesis 5. You could drag him around the stage by his ears. That's how well it held. <laughs> he didn't like that very much. No, I can imagine. Then you wouldn't need the ears after but, a while because it was elongated. No, it was, it, was, it was tenacious. Theatre, I think, is that, that you don't get a chance to go in for touch-ups. There's no takes. So yeah. it's got to be good to go. So that's a good, good thing to know if you're doing theatre shows to have something like that. And you can also thin it down with, um, with one of the, the adhesive thinners. You know, full strength isn't, isn't required. You can thin it down by 50% and it's still going to be just as, I've found, just as strong as if you're using it full strength. And it does cost a lot more, though. But the, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah, yeah. It it is. So. That's which is one of the the bad points, I guess. If if you want to say that, you know, it's it's more expensive than the other adhesives by quite a lot. But because you don't have to use it full strength, you get a lot more more mileage out of it. That's pretty much it for the bad points. Application technique. What do you reckon? I mean, some people use brushes. Some people use swabs, Q-tips, cotton buds. Yeah, I, I use I use all of the above in different combinations. Uh, a lot of it it depends on the size of the piece you're trying to put down mm-hmm. uh, and how much how much coverage do you need. You know, if, if you're trying to do a huge neck piece, I don't think I would try using Q-tips to apply for everything. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd brush the majority of of the area that needs adhesive and use Q-tips or, or even some of the little disposable lip liner brushes that you can get from Cosmodex or Cosmotech or any of the suppliers of, of some of the disposable things to use for edges and, and harder to reach places. Big brushes like uh, are quite nice for large areas. Oh, yeah. so I guess you just use sponges, but brushes are nice for, for big areas. But I do, do, I do like to use cotton swabs for the edges just because you can roll them and then right. you can move them around. But you're quite right. I mean, you want to stick a whole chest piece on with cotton swabs. That's like painting your house with Tipex. It's insane. <laughs> there are house brushes that do that. <laughs> some people apply to the skin and some people apply to the piece. What do you reckon? I mean, I personally like to stick to the skin as much as I can because if you yeah. drop that piece, yeah, well, it's you know, going to lay on butter side down and it's all sticky and horrible. I think trying to put adhesive onto the piece... While, you know, some of these adhesives definitely do work better as contact adhesives where you've got it on both surfaces. Man, if you've got a, a piece and you've got adhesive on it and an edge flops over and sticks to itself, particularly if it's foam latex or something, you're screwed. Mm. Uh, you know, if you are able to get it, because any of the removers to loosen it to pull that edge up, if it's foam mm-hmm. latex, it's going to to swell up and yeah uh. i have to say i mean i i've had that with foam and i used to use like 99 percent alcohol to kind of unstick that when it's like you know the it's better than using super solve or something yeah but the trouble is if you use like a cat plastic piece where the, the cat plastic is melted by the alcohol yep. you don't have that option no, no. <laughs> so uh so yeah it's probably best to not glue the edges if you are going to glue both sides don't glue the edges no, well even <laughs> if you haven't done the edges if, if something if it's if it's a large piece and part of it flops over and the edge gets into adhesive in the middle of the piece. You're yeah. still, you still are running, running into all problems. So I think having three or four hands and just be careful. Yeah. Proceed with caution. 
proceed with caution. And one thing uh, which we did uh, uh, cover a little bit earlier is is a lot of people when they're starting out don't realize that you let the glues dry before you put it on. So yes, that's mad. absolutely. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, especially prosade. It's white when it's wet, but it's completely clear when it's dry. And it um, will not stick if it's wet. And also the, uh, a few other things is like you said about, you know, the bubbles of white prosade. You'll see those through transparent pieces. You kind of got away with it a bit with foam because it could sort of soak in a bit. But right. With silicon, it, it's it's not porous. No, so and if you can see through that, that you know, you, if it's if it's not dry when you stick it down, it's not gonna dry because there's no way for air to get to it. And it almost seems counter to logic, you know, that you want it to have wetness so it'll it'll bite. Mm-hmm. But no, it actually works better. And when you press it down harder, it creates a little bit of suction that helps hold it down as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the chemistry in, involved with the silicone adhesives, I think, is pretty cool. It is. I think that's what that's why it costs so much is because there's an awful lot of all that stuff that goes into it, and it has to be you know safe to use on skin and everything. It's a lot of hoops they have to jump through. Yeah, yeah, that to market. So yeah, it's an expensive thing. So uh, we well, briefly did we did touch earlier about contact adhesives, but uh, contact adhesives. Now I remember sitting in. Um, the first time I'd seen this done was in uh, a Fangoria years ago. It might have been a Gore Zone, actually. And it was, uh, I think it was Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, wearing yeah. the Henrietta suit. And they glued his top lip with um, the glue that they would have used back then, 355, and powdered it. And that was to increase the adhesion. And it's, it's a trick I've done since myself. You actually the first time I'd the seen pl- it done was uh, when Neil Gorton did, um, he was doing the old Chinese woman makeup on on karen spencer at imax several years ago and they had put glue over her entire face neck head everything then powdered it and then put the 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 one piece silicone piece over that how's that gonna work just her own body heat reactivated the the silicone and then just pressed things down and then did touch-ups around around the corners of the nose and the mouth and around the eyes but the bulk of it was already glued and just the warmth of her own of her own body activated the glue and pressed it down, and it was like a second Bam. skin. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, he did a really nice job on that. It was really, yeah, it was really a gorgeous, nice. And I think gorgeous make. It's it's one of those things. I think people think if you're very careful and put a tiny bit of glue at a time, then you know that's the way to go forward. And actually, for something that big with big silicon pieces, because you, you were actually, know, we used to you actually helped him. You you applied that, helped apply that too, didn't you? Was that you? Or was I think that I Bob stuck Mayer? the bull cap on. I think I stuck the bull cap on because this, this is where I met you. Because yeah. you were, you would take yeah. photos for the I, first I re- book. I remember you doing the ball cap, but I can't remember if it was you on stage helping him do. No, I think rock. I think I just helped stick the bull cap on um, prior to the you know the show. And a fine job I you did too. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it in the book, so I guess I, I did. Must have done something. That's cool, but yeah, no, it was it, it's a it's a, it's a good thing to do because I before I hadn't seen anyone do that before, and now you know this is a, a way a lot of people do big pieces because there was a time where I guess you know with the whole phonetic shrinkage thing and Dick Smith came out with this way of breaking pieces down, and then it became like an accepted wisdom, and now actually with silicon we don't have a shrinkage issue. In fact, we have the reverse. We have a stretch issue, and sure, and if you you're do, doing not have to you know elongate. And, well, it. if you're doing television, also you know film has the luxury of a little more time in the chair maybe but if you're mm-hmm. doing a television show say well, doctor who or game of thrones or whatever where you you're on a much tighter shooting schedule you don't have the luxury of all that time to you know do a six-hour multi-piece overlapping makeup application you got to get it on and get them in front of the camera 
Okay, so Prozade and Pro Bono Transfers Appliances. Now, I haven't done a lot of these myself. I mean, I've done some in molds, but I've never really done much of a thing. I think it's because it's one of those things that Prozade transfers have really taken off, I think, because they're so easy to do. Workshop space. Um, so they're quite common, but they stick really well, which is not a lot of people realize. Yeah, they're they're tenacious. I mean, I actually did a test application on my forearm once of uh, a nasty gash wound and left it on my arm for 10 days. I could shower with it. I was wearing clothes. I mean, it, it got got dirty because of all the, the contact of stuff. But after 10 days, the edges, I mean, the piece was still fully intact and aside from having picked up some lint from shirt sleeves the edges looked as good as they did the day i put it on so you could have cleaned it up with alcohol or something and yeah. then reapplied the yeah, color and go again amazing how well they stay on <laughs> so it's good to know for, yeah you're doing it's, it's an amazing process because they're so tenacious what would you say is your favorite glue for getting that off because that's basically the nub of his issue isn't it I, yeah I'll, I'll go back to my go-to um ben nye bond off works works really really well but some you know one of the things that i think you need to be aware of is even some of the removers can cause some skin irritation Mm -hmm. so you always want to do some skin testing i've had people have some irritation you know it's after the fact after the piece is off and an actor's gone home and the next day when they come in say you know i got home last night and and i kind of got a blotchy mark where the where the remover was so it's always a good idea if you can do a do a small skin test with the stuff that you're working on to make sure that they're not going to going to have an irritation isopropyl miristate i've i've never had anybody complain about irritation itching you know wrong with it it works really well telesis super solve is really good but if if bond if bond off works and they're not having a reaction to it mm-hmm. that's that's what i go with worse just one you know it's i can buy it in large quantities much less expensively than if i'm buying some of the stuff that's designed for removing silicone i've i've found um for, for bigger bondo pieces a little bit of a, a q-tip dipped in in 99 and IPA will lift that edge so I can get Q-tip or a brush with bond off underneath it and then just kind of wiggle the brush around and carefully peel it off. And they just lift right off in one piece. They they rarely leave any kind of residue mm-hmm. behind, which is one of the things that I really like about the, the, the Bondo transfer pieces. They do stick well. I do like an edge on a good Bondo piece. Yeah, your mission, that's you one know. of the beautiful things about it, if not the most beautiful thing about it is if you've got a little bit of an edge, Q-tip or a cotton swab dipped in, in a little alcohol, that uh, edge is gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a wow thing. The first time yeah. you see it, say, okay, I, I can see where the edge is and then run that little Q-tip over the edge. Mm-hmm. It, you can't tell where the skin begins or, and, the, and the piece is. It's flawless so it can be a bit of a pain to make the stuff yes well i guess you got to make big batches of it yeah i mean there's an easy way where you can just add cabasil you know fumed silica into it and thicken it that way just be careful not to breathe in a big big lung full of of cabasil because it's not good for you but then you run the risk of of your pieces if you're not using them immediately of shrinkage because you didn't evaporate any of the water from the glue. You just added a, a filler to thicken it. So the same water content is there. And if the water evaporates, which it will, your piece is going to shrink. But if you evaporate it naturally by putting it in a mixer and just 
letting it stir slowly for hours and hours to let the water naturally evaporate and thicken on its own, then you don't have that that shrinkage problem. That's good to know. That's a good distinction to have, actually. Yeah. It just takes takes a lot longer to do it. So if you're in a hurry, cabosil. If you've got the luxury of time, let the water evaporate naturally and you're going to have a, a softer piece. Because the filler adds adds bulk. It's, it's not going to be yes. as soft as if you're using uh, a naturally thickened material. Surfaces. Let's talk a little uh, chat about the actual surface because a lot of people worry about the glues, which they should. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the surfaces matter. Obviously, you're applying the glue to a surface and the appliance has a surface. So there's, you know, uh, for every glue, there's two surfaces involved and, and they can let you down just as much as the glue. Yeah. And I don't um, I don't think we spend enough time thinking about what the pieces are going to get glued on to and how to how to prep that surface so that it will do what it needs to do because there there are things like um you know release agents used in the mold so that there's possibly a residue of release on the back of the piece uh or more more commonly and more likely is there's a lot of talc on there or powder used to kind of protect the edges when it's peeled out so that all needs to be cleaned off obviously uh and the skin needs to be clean as well um and this is something i I think that uh, a lot of people will find when they're in like makeup schools and stuff, they'll stick a piece on, they'll clean up, they do everything they should do because they're learning how to do it all. And then they stick it on and then they take it off half an hour later because that part of the lesson's done. And of course, we might have a piece on for 18 hours a day and someone's sweating in it. So obviously the glue's still at full strength when they take it off. So it's worth right. bearing in mind what I've done in schools is, is to actually water the glue down a little bit, thin it so that it's not as strong. Yeah. <laughs> you don't and I think if you, if you use a barrier layer like um, Premier's Top Guard or uh, Mayron has a, a nice barrier layer, some, something between the adhesive and the skin will also help with problems of potentially loosen, loosening a piece because of perspiration. As long as the skin's nice and clean, it'll, it'll make for an easier removal and it also actually helps the glue stick better. I'm going to I'm going to bring up my horror story of a piece not coming off. We we were doing a production of The Wiz several years ago and I wrote about this in the book and it had a great cowardly lion costume and it was a full face piece it was a forehead piece, uh, a muzzle piece and a chin piece uh, out of out of foam and we I used uh Telesis to hold it on just because I knew it was going to be a lot of action and needed to be a tenacious hold. And we started rehearsing with some, some practice pieces and went on great, came off beautifully just as, as I would expect it to. And then we got into dress tech with the full fur suit. And the first night we did it with, with my actor in, in full costume, the damn thing wouldn't come off. It was like, Holy crap. And seemed the harder I tried and my assistant, I tried to remove it, the, the tougher it became. That's weird. Did I mention that my, my actor was blind? Also, <laughs> so he's not going, through any actions of yours. It was, <laughs> so he's saying, what's going on? What's going on? I'm starting to flop sweat like Albert Brooks and broadcast news. And it just wouldn't come off. And what should have taken maybe 10, 15 minutes tops wound up taking close to two hours. It was after midnight when we finally got him out of this piece, his skin is, is red and irritated. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to ever let me near him again. And it was too late for me to call PPI to, 
explain, find out what's going on. So first thing in the morning, I called PPI and Eric Heinley answered the phone and I explained the situation. And the first words out of his mouth were, does he drink? And I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, but it's, it's not like he's a drunk or anything to have a beer after work or a glass of wine with dinner. He said, doesn't matter. If there's any alcohol in the system, when you sweat it out, the alcohol inhibits everything. Said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to overnight you some, some top guard and he used that as a barrier layer and everything should be fine. Okay. And he was right. And now I use it almost exclusively, you know, when I'm, when I'm gluing something on, if there's going to be a lot of perspiration involved, mm-hmm. I, I always use this, this top guard, uh, or, or Mayron. Yeah. I do a barrier layer. Boom. Comes off just like melted butter. Fantastic. Uh, and no more of the, those problems. And I never would have thought of that in a thousand years. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, I've used Top Guard. We used it on well, Walker McCabe in was the first time I ever used it for the top lips because they had these big dentures to push their upper, you know, their top lip out. Right. And we had a piece over the top of that. And I think it was Barry Gow was suggesting using him. We used the Top Guard. And it was amazing. It was really, really good. And he also showed me this technique. And I don't know where he got it from. He, he, he did tell me. I can't remember. But where we thinned um, Telesis 5 with a little... 99% alcohol, like 50, 50. Oh yeah. Painted that, on, painted that on the skin, let it all evaporate and then go on with your glues as normal. Presumably for the same reasons to, as this kind of a, a barrier to assist the glues. Huh. Um, I can't imagine that would help it come off. Whereas I guess top guard would, but I think yeah. this was more of a kind of a precaution to, <laughs> yeah, to make it stick. Yeah. And the top guard better. itself, you know, any of the removers, it just, it just wipes right off. <clears throat> and it's certainly getting the glue off of a top guard layer instead of off the skin, much, much more pleasant experience for your actor. Absolutely. I remember that, that there was also a, a room. I just remember there was a, a sealer. I remember Neil Gorton used years ago. He, he tracked it down for this sort of thing and it was called cum feel <laughs> <laughs> comes in a, in a little yellow uh, tube and an applicator sponge in C O M F E L. I think it was. And uh, it's actually used for lining the the skin on the thighs of of incontinent patients and protects the skin from the urea that comes out and they wee themselves. Thank uh, you, medical profession, for all of So so maybe if you haven't got any, um, or you can't get hold of Top Guard easily, try looking for something like that. Or, I don't know, a medical professional may know of a a brand that does something similar. uh, And again, if it's already medically approved, it's jumped through all those hoops already. So that saves you a lot of hassle. Work, learn to work, work smart, not hard. Something that I don't think a lot of people consider doing is using silicone itself as an adhesive. You know, I know you can use actually liquid latex as an adhesive when you, if you're working with latex pieces, though, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms about latex allergies and and so on. But the silicone itself, um, smooth on, for example, has a product called Skin Tight, mm-hmm. uh, S-K-I-N-T-I-T-E, uh, that is was developed as as a silicone adhesive. It's it's a it's a platinum silicone. It's it's like dragon skin, I guess, but um, has more platinum in it because it goes off really quickly. But it's thin, and you mix it together one to one by volume or weight, and a very thin layer on the skin and then press your piece down into that 
it goes off in in a couple of minutes. I guess the piece traps a lot of the heat between the skin. Yeah, and, yeah. So and your own body heat's gonna gonna accelerate the the cure of the silicone. And if you know you get a little residual silicone coming out from the edges, you can use that to stipple that and just help blend your edges. If you don't have a, an absolutely perfect silicone edge, because mm-hmm. as you know, once the silicone's cured you can't dissolve it with anything. So if you've got a little bit of an edge on your piece and you want to blend that, the skin tight will, will allow that to happen. And presto, your edges don't exist. Uh, also, I think the other thing you could do, I mean, I've done something similar. Uh, we did it on um, uh, Meeting Chronicles where we had like these big cowl, you know, the whole head was covered in rubber and the cowl, which covered like 80% of the head, was a reusable piece so that had an a and b skin right and then we just made little pieces most of them actually flat pieces to to overlap those so flat pieces are pretty easy to run and then you just make those with cat plastic and then they overlap your your a b edges and then yeah you you, you let that's a very you know, good cat idea plastic pieces to take care of the edges that you need so so that's a good thing so if you've made the pieces with silicon just use the same silicon to stick it on yeah and and it it works really really well i've i've done that on a number of occasions for not just demonstration makeups but uh but for productions everyone's favorite makeup thing um sweat we love mm, that yeah so good for makeup uh, you know heat moisture build up especially behind appliance it can stop the glue from working, man. And prosade, as you said before, you know, just turns into a big milky mess. Like they've got a, a, yeah, a dairy farm under there. Of course, spirit away. gum dissolves completely. Uh, I think it was less of an issue with foam latex because it kind of was a sponge. You could kind of press towels on it and get it off. But uh, yeah, and, and it, it it does breathe to a to a certain extent. So air, there is airflow getting through there. So you have are going to have less of a of a perspiration concern, I think, with foam latex than you will with a non porous material like silicone. Or, or gelatin, mm-hmm. uh, and you definitely do not want to be working with gelatin pieces in a hot or wet or hot and wet environment because heat and moisture does turn gelatin back into its liquid state and remind me of Inspector Clouseau when his nose starts to melt. So what can we do? What we can do really is try and keep them cool. Try to keep this, well, cool. I, there's two there's two issues with sweat, isn't it? There's the there's the before you start the pieces on. Obviously, you need to clean the skin and all that kind of stuff. Inhibitors, sweat inhibitors. Have you used any of those? Like any kind of? I have. Yes. Um, Michael Davy makes one called Sweat Stop. Which I've heard of it, but not used it. It's it's okay. really really good. Uh, the more you use it, the the better it works because it kind of conditions your skin into not perspiring there. You know, it's got I don't know what all it's got in it. Um, I presume it's got zinc, which is um, a big ingredient in a lot of antiperspirants. Um, zinc inhibits perspiration. You can buy zinc powder, which is nice if you powder the skin first. And then if you use a barrier layer, so a combination of the zinc, a barrier layer before your adhesive, you're going to help. I mean, some some instances, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, if you've got yeah, especially when there's costumes involved and yeah, if you've got lights and sweats profusely <laughs> and it's you're shooting in in South America or Central America where it's going to be hot all the time, where I have, it's just something you're going to have to deal with. But mm-hmm. you want to try to minimize. You can't prevent it completely, but you can. No. But you've done your job at least if you've yeah, tried everything you that you know how to do. Say that it's <laughs> going to make it work smart, not hard. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So lifting edges uh, with 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 edges that lift. Um, I think if they've got telesis under there or something or like a silicon glue, they should go down okay. But sometimes they don't. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, what I've done before is to kind of wipe it out with something like Seabreeze or some kind of astringent. Let it completely, you know, clean. Because what you don't want to do is keep piling on glue in the same old spot because it just becomes a gummy mess, and you're basically putting good glue on top of a rubbish surface. You you better it all strip it back and stick it down. Yeah. Um, well, I always you, make sure I just, have a nice pair. Of, of of pickups, a pair of tweezers that I can use uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to help hold that edge so it doesn't flop back over. Mm-hmm. Just being careful not to tear it. Yeah, scary. You know, and a nice, a nice pair of pickups <laughs> will come in real handy. That's a good point. So pickup tweezers. There's little flat blade. You know, the little flat plates on the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it also doesn't hurt to have a, a you know a, a little small blow dryer handy mm-hmm. can help unstick things and, and dry things to get back because if you got an ad standing over your right behind you looking over your shoulder looking at his watch every every 10 seconds yeah that doesn't help doesn't doesn't help <laughs> no i mean you are going to get edges sometimes where they just keep popping up especially like around the mouth and stuff yeah uh, if you've got a, in those high traffic areas around the around the mouth i don't care how good you are it's it's going to come loose and need need some touch-ups because uh-huh. it's you know got moisture and 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 heat which is also going to work against you so a lot of motion repetitive motion and and heat and moisture around the mouth you're gonna be prepared to do some touch-ups it's just a fact Absolutely. of life i also think if uh, obviously dependent on the character but you know anyone that's stuck a few pieces on will probably think about designing pieces in such a way that they don't go near the mouth unless you absolutely have to yeah <laughs> you know? yeah because it makes it because then eat they're going to drink they're going to whatever use the mouth so they're going to need to be stretching and you know you don't want to be the you don't want to some people you know i've had actors that don't want to move too much because they're worried they'll damage it and other people don't but it's it shouldn't be a factor in terms of their no, performance want, i suppose but you don't you know. want to uh, habs that's going to restrict an actor's performance in any way because then it doesn't matter how cool the makeup is if it's inhibiting the performance then there's it's not right but that's that's for another blog i guess so a quick word on hair then hair which is uh everywhere except on top of my head shave it all just shave oh, it all should, uh, see there's no a line hair. here <laughs> So what do you reckon? Applying over hair? Well, it depends. I mean, if it's on like the arm or something, I think, you know, the glue you're using to stick the piece on will probably be okay. But if you're doing eyebrows, uh, yeah, you know, glue them down. How thin the eyebrows are. Something that actors I mean, love to have you do to them. You're going you're gonna to do what to my eyebrows? <laughs> I'm going to glue them down to your head with, with a silicone adhesive. Will, will I lose my eyebrows? Not if you do it right. <laughs> well, it's just glue and you're going to use remover. So Yeah. And that's no. where, you know, with the remover, um, the, the Telesis Super Solve gel works great for that because you can just work it all in, in around the, the eyebrow hairs and just let it sit there and do its, do its magic so you're working smart, not hard. And it's not going to run into their eyes, and then you just wipe it all out. It comes out nicely. Now, what about uh, – I think gaff quite's one of those things that some people have never where, heard of. I don't know who invented this <laughs> stuff, man, but it is – Wow. It's very good. It's like a, for those of you who haven't heard of Gafquat or don't know what it is, it, it, it looks yellow. I think it smells a lot like spirit gum. It's, it's a mm-hmm. very thick, almost like molasses kind of consistency. And well, you can it's, a, it's, it a, it's a primary ingredient in hairspray. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's the bit that does the holding, isn't it? Yeah, but then it's concentrated. And, and, and form. Boy, does it! It does, and you can thin it with water and 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 sp- spread it into hair. And it's really nice for like burns, for example, where the burn you want to take some of the hair out, and you can flatten it down. And then if you get like um you know like a net, a hair net or something, and pull it tight across that hair so that you can get air to it, use a blow dryer to flatten it oh, off, yeah, and can, then you, you can literally glue someone's hair down to their head before a bald cap application and get a, a much much tighter cap application to it. Mm-hmm. But despite how, how how strong it is, it washes out with water, which is yeah, nice. water washes it out. So, but it is the stickiest stuff known to man. Okay, so we did touch very briefly earlier, but problems with glues and removers. You are going to get occasionally if you if you put makeup on a thousand people, one or two of them are going to have problems. You know, it's sure. just the way things are. So, what kind of problems have you come across with? Um, skin irritations and things fortunately nothing nothing severe so, you know some minor redness uh but do do some tests and there's i think common sense also is going to tell you there are some materials you just don't want to have come in contact with with the skin it's just bad juju uh like you don't want to don't want to do a, a makeup removal using turpentine or gasoline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not a good idea <laughs> Although do people do ask that question about it a couple of times? Could you? I don't know. I, no. I don't have any any bond off. Can I use kerosene? <laughs> I Not wouldn't. around an open flame. <laughs> no. So yeah, it's it's a case of just using the. I mean, the thing is, a, a lot of these makeup materials, as, as you'll know, obviously when you go to buy them, they're they're not cheap. These things, and the reason is, I think a lot of that is 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 the development of making these things suitable for skin use. So obviously. Yeah. Using things that are designed for the purpose. Um, no, there's some important. some cat plastics are soluble only with acetone. Mm-hmm. Not probably the number one material I would like to have come in contact with skin. You mean you wouldn't take a whole makeup off with acetone? It's so much quicker. Just stick his head in the bath of acetone. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> stick your face in here and count That's to it. twenty. Hold my candle. Hold my candle. <laughs> <laughs> I have scented candles. Yeah, I think one of the things, I mean, a lot of performers will know if they re- react badly to something. I haven't had that many. I would imagine it's a bit of a, a hazardous thing. To, if you're an actor, to be allergic to every kind of conceivable cosmetic under the sun is probably one of the things that would prevent you from being an actor. It's yeah. like a pilot that's terrified of heights. It's, it's a prerequisite, I would think. People are going to be putting stuff all over you all the time but yeah. that's not necessarily the case but yeah you don't want to be clustering patch tests or allergic but uh, i think doing patch tests is good if you get the time although sometimes frankly you get people stuck down in the chair he's on set in 20 minutes and that's it and that's the first time you've met them you don't necessarily have time so right uh, i guess i guess the case of just using you know recommended products that are designed for skin yeah, use and, um, and i think you really need to familiar familiarize yourselves with the, the material safety data sheets the MSDS mm-hmm. sheets that are available one. for pretty much everything it tells yes. you what's in it, what potential hazards that there are, things to do if you have these reactions. Familiarize you, you got to have the MSDS sheets, yeah. even if it's just you can hand them over to the medical team that take yeah. over if there's something. Absolutely. Not, not that that really happens that often, but it's just it's just a thought. If if somebody was allergic, and it's probably worth pointing out, there's a difference between an allergy and a reaction. Because you know you can you, your skin can be irritated. I can scratch. I personally can scratch my forearm with my nails. It'll go red. It doesn't mean I'm allergic to my fingers. It just means that's what my skin does when it gets rubbed. But obviously, if my tongue swells up and I can't breathe, well, that's that's an allergy. My my exactly. immune response has kicked in, and that's that's a medical thing. So yeah, most people with latex um, sensitivity 
will have minor irritation, maybe some itching. Um, it's when you're working with latex, you always want to try to do some some testing somewhere Absolutely. discreetly. And even if somebody says, no, I'm, I'm not allergic to latex. I have no latex allergies. You can develop it. You know, <laughs> my, my insurance would prefer that you did test. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a cumulative thing. You know, if you've had latex applied to yourself a hundred times and nothing's happened, maybe that's possibly that hundred and first time is going to be the, the tipping the balance. So, uh, so with patch testing, we should do, you know, the patch test, you know, before the makeup. So if there yeah. is a problem, you haven't got it and where's, also where's not doing it on the face do, where's the best place to do some of this patch testing well not the face that's for sure because if there is a problem you don't want them walking around with it in the middle of their face i would say behind the neck you know the back of the neck maybe and also the forearm i remember something at school where we had uh, yeah. a test for something and they did the forearm the inside of the forearm which is quite a sensitive area so i guess the wrist forearm area and the back of the neck you think of it else i guess i don't know if the yeah, back is a good that, as well. that certainly makes sense and you don't want to put it any place where you're going to have to put makeup to cover up something <laughs> slightly attaching with the, with the surfaces thing normal skin is usually okay but sometimes skin's a little drier or a little oilier uh kind of problems with that i guess it's worth just covering yeah, with particularly if you're working you know you're doing repetitive makeup if you've got the actor going into the same makeup over the course of several days that's a lot of abuse of the skin mm-hmm. with adhesives and removers and adhesives and removers and adhesives and removers and you gotta we're losing a lot of the natural oils of the skin and we got to be able to put them back i, th- I found with, with dry skin obviously it's, it's quite thirsty so it tends to to suck in the glues and they uh, it's harder to get the glues off of people with dry skin so yeah i guess you know moisturizing beforehand and also thinning the glue because frankly if if it doesn't need to be that strong, then you can get away with less. Again, a test is a good, you know, a test makeup if you can. It's good to determine that. And, and oily skin, I guess what you can do is just clean the bilio out of it, really. And yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've got PPIs. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Premier Products stuff, mainly because most of, of their stuff comes out of the medical side of their business. So oh. it's it's been proven medically. Uh, they've got some great moisturizers. Um, other people do. Ben Nye's got some. You know, they everybody has has moisturizers for taking care of the skin after you've done all of the removal and so on so that you're going to be your actor's going to be ready to go the next day. You want to it's like like cleaning your station before at the end of the day before you before you go home so that you don't have to come in to the trailer the next morning and clean all your brushes and get your your work area. It, it's a buzzkill. You want to be able to step in and just go go straight to work. Same with mm-hmm. your actor. If you've got to re-moisturize their skin the morning that you're going to be doing the application, you're going to be running the risk now of having to remove all of those moisturizers you just put on the skin so that the glue will hold. Yeah. So it's my best to do that all before. So with the oily skin, I guess, um, like you say, we, the PPI stuff, the top guard is also good, but I would probably stick to, uh, to like a telesis adhesive yeah. just that it sticks really well you know silicon glue it does stick really well yeah i think so i think the silicon adhesive is definitely a better a better option removal okay so down to removal then yes everything will come off just as easily as if it was mrs doubtfire just peeling it right off yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it <laughs> you ever had that happen no no <laughs> they lied I, to I, you I, I, they I, lied i have to confess the the removal process is my least favorite part of the well, whole, the thing is as well it, naturally 
it happens at the end of the day when you're you're most tired. You've done your job. You're ready to go home. This is like an extra thing that, you know, the only other person that's around is usually the location guy, and he hates you because he's waiting for you. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the life of the makeup artist: stars. first ones on set, last ones on set. You know, it's it's got to be done. So first thing, you know, if if they're already out of costume and back in their street clothes, definitely a cape, some kind of apron, something because. You're going to have gluey residue and pieces of prosthetic falling everywhere as you're going off. And you don't want to have to wind up buying your actor a new a new shirt and pair of pants because you just ruined it by getting all of this goop absorbing into the fabric of their clothing. Yeah, not good. So with what the do, removal... Do you like... Do you, um, what do you like to use the most for removing? I, out of habit, I've used... Uh, a lot of uh, ProClean, but I do like SuperSolve as well. Now, do you do you apply with with a brush with a yes cotton? Yes, I use I, I tend to use like a, a wide like a like a, an artist kind of paintbrush, but not not an expensive one, a cheap artist paintbrush, <laughs> but one that's usually about three quarters of an inch to an inch wide, so you can get a lot of stuff in there mm-hmm. and uh, and and work that. But I've also seen people use like those those art brushes that are like hollow plastic brushes with the with the bristles on the end, and you squeeze. It's basically a, a bulb of plastic that you can fill up with anything huh. so use them for watercolors and stuff so you could fill that with you know the remover and, and brush that in in theory i suppose if you can track those down but, i also yeah. like using um little little cotton powder puffs you can buy them in bulk yes and, and yes they're yes. they're soft and you can put the remover on there and once you've gotten the edges up you can get it up underneath and you can gently wipe and and rub to to peel that residue up with with these puffs because they're they're soft but they've got a texture to yeah them. they've the, got a the, texture to them but the, they're the, but they're soft so they they aren't irritating to the skin mm-hmm. but they've got enough texture that they're going to grab at at the adhesive and the barrier layer and and pull it off and if the the, the remover you're using is doing its job it it makes it a lot lot easier mm-hmm. i think as well if you've done a good job with your pieces, you may find the edges are not that obvious, you know, and you've already got to rub them to, to kick one up. Like you said earlier, you know, use a little alcohol yeah. to kind of make a little door so you can get in there and start right. the removal process. Otherwise, you could be just making the outside wet and nothing's happening. This is something I, I, I often point out with uh, with students when they're, they're taking a piece off is to get the, the remover on the glue, not the piece, because the piece is stopping you from getting the glue to the yeah, the remover to the glue. You actually got to get behind the piece first. And, right, and, and, it, and also, okay. if if you know that the piece that you're taking off is a one a one use only, that you don't need to worry about saving it and preserving those edges so that you can apply it again down the road, it's going to be better for your actor because you're you're taking all this time to be careful and and gently pull it off while your actor's got a got a dinner date in, in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just get it off. <laughs> As fast as you can. Not, and I think get as many it. people around it. Yeah. Get as many people around there as you can as well, you know, all hands on deck. And I also think it's a, it's a, it's a very practical thing if your actor's amenable to hold the, a cup of remover near where you're using it. Because the thing is, if you're stretching your arm out every time to get the glue, you could knock it over and it's a lot of moving. Whereas if he holds it like six inches from where the piece is, you can. Yeah, an extra pair of hands is going to make it go it. that much faster. So, you know, he wants to get out too, right? So. <laughs> I'm sure right, if they if they're happy to do it, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. So have you ever have you ever 
worked with a rigid collodion doing scars with that. I have on myself. I've not actually used them for a job. I've tried it out myself. Yeah, How's that removal? Because I've heard a lot of people say about it's uh, what you get it off with, and it's it's a tough thing to yeah, get off with. Yeah, it's it, it's great stuff, but removing it can be a little bit of a problem, and there's no no easy way to do it. Um, Michael Davy makes a, a collodion remover that's. I guess, you know, the collodion itself is kind of like nail polish. Mm-hmm. And it certainly smells like nail polish. That's that's got an acetone component in it, but it shrinks. And that's what makes the, the scar form is the way it contracts as it dries and pulls on the skin because it really grabs the skin nicely. Mm-hmm. But because it's essentially nail polish you're putting on your on your face or your arm or wherever you're doing it, it's kind of nail polish remover to get it off, which can be a little a little irritating to the skin. See, this is something I've had. I've had actors do that where they they pull the piece off, and they're like, "Cool, I just saved you like a half hour." And it's like, "No, because you're still covered in glue." <laughs> and, and I need to, and I need to make a new piece because we were going to reuse that one. Yeah, <laughs> not really. I just wanted I've to get a thumb hole right but, uh, through the top of the head. Yeah. So, and also, I, I think the other thing that happens with silicon pieces is if there's cat plastic on the back, then what happens is the glue sticks to the cat plastic on the face. I mean, you peel the piece off, all you've done is leave that back layer of cat plastic still attached to the skin, which again is another thing will stop the remover from getting to the glue. So yeah, and if, and if you use alcohol on it, you're just going to basically be helping it soak into the skin, making it even harder to remove, though you will become mm-hmm. waterproof. <laughs> so you go swim the channel or something. <laughs> And hot towels, you know, they're nice oh, as well. Yes. Hot towels are great. You you can obviously, you know, boil up a kettle or something, but I've seen it done where you put it in a microwave, you know, a wet towel, wring it out so it's damp, stick it in the microwave, get it as hot as you can without actually harming them. Yeah. Um your hands are, you know, I guess test with your hands. If it hurts you, it's gonna hurt them, right? So. Well it, it'll <laughs> and it and it feels not only does it loosen the adhesive, but it feels so good. It does, very fresh. At the end of the day when you've been wearing a piece on your face all day. <laughs> and then to finish off a good skin cleanser and moisturizer, I guess, like you said. Absolutely, you yeah. If you want, take care. Want. Even the guys. I mean, a lot of guys. Are, oh, I'm going home now. I don't need that. But uh, it's it's good to do that because, like you say, if they're going to come back again, at the very least, you don't want them to have a negative effect. Even if their skin's just okay afterwards, that's fine. Yeah, you know, the process of of gluing and removing has removed a lot of the skin's natural moisture, and you need to put it back. I mean, uh, to be honest, of all the makeups I've done. Only a few have been like, you know, multiple characters. More often than not, you're only sticking something on sort of three or four times at most. Yeah, I think even with that, you want to look after skin. Because what you don't want to do, yeah, is, you know, halfway through a 15 application makeup, the skin's red raw. And it's like, well, so there we go. Hot towels. I guess that wraps it up for us, huh? Let us know what you want to know, folks. Going to work on what other people have got to to ask. It's not about us, is it? No. (laughs) about me not about you so we really want your suggestions and questions so if you have something effects related that you want to see turn into a blog post that todd and i can really get stuck into then please do email us with a suggestion our email address we've got up a special email account just for your questions and it is stuart and todd at gmail.com all one word stuart and todd at gmail.com and uh, head over to the website to check out the other blog posts as well which is learnmakeupeffects.com forward slash blog thanks for listening